Hello and welcome back to the Heartbeat of the District, the official student-run podcast of the Santa Clarita Valley's William S. Hart Union High School District. I'm Aaron Quevedo, I am your host for this episode, and today we are talking to Ms. Zamora, the recently appointed principal over at Bowman High School. We're going to talk about how she came to be principal at Bowman, the school's unique learning environment, and adapting to distance learning online, so make sure you stick around. Uh, Ms. Zamora, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, last or not not last week, but two weeks ago on the podcast, we had um, Dr. Fine, who has announced the same uh, mm-hmm. board meeting as you for um, Academy of the Canyons and Learning Post. Mm-hmm. And it's actually been really interesting hearing the different um, education um, philosophies. Yeah, it's 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 been very interesting. So super excited to hear from you today. Thank you for having me. I'm um, I love alternative education. Mm-hmm. So, and not knowing that these opportunities existed when I was a student, but being able to provide just a successful environment for students now as, mm-hmm. a, as a principal. So this is, Bowman's an amazing school. I'm so glad uh, to be here. This is just a really wonderful place. Yeah. It's what you said about not knowing about these opportunities. Like, again, like at the beginning of the semester, like having found out about, you know, the student board, board member, all the stuff with Learning Post, um, the Student Communications Council, um, just all the different things that aren't really, um, you know, you don't hear about very often just as a normal on the day-to-day as a student. Um, so, yeah, um, and we're, we're going to get into, you know, what uh, alternative education is and stuff. But first, um, if you just want to lay out, you know, what what direction your educational career is taking you up to, up to this point. Absolutely. So, uh I grew up out here. I went, I'm a graduate of Class Rita Junior High and Hart High School. Awesome. <laughs> yep. I loved it. And I, I went away to college. I went to San Diego State and, and majored in math and came back and ended up teaching at John Burroughs High School down in Burbank for, oh, yeah. for a yeah. handful of years. I was a math teacher. Awesome. Obviously, since I majored in math, I suppose. Yep. Uh, and then I came back and taught at Hart for 10 years. Wow. Okay. And during that time, I, I, was a, the NHS advisor and was always involved in other activities. Um, I, I, I'd been an activities director at ASB before and just my connection with students was always something that was really important. So making sure that I could connect with kids in, outside of just my classroom, coaching athletics, I coach swim team and water polo. Um, I worked with kids in AVID, just a, a whole number of different things and uh, had opportunities to work with kids in during summer school. We Back then, we had some different uh, summer school opportunities besides OFL that were district run for kids who needed, for students who needed some additional help in English and math, and was, I helped run those. Um, and then I became a, uh, a mentor teacher with the district. I was, it's full-time release mentor okay. that... Uh, the district provides for all new teachers. Uh, so any new teacher to the district gets someone to support them in their in their content and help them with classroom stuff. So at some point in one of your classes, you probably had some random person walk in all the time to watch your teacher. That mm-hmm. would have been one of us. <laughs> okay, yeah. And, and that's how I came across Bowman, actually. I supported some teachers here and ended up seeing some of my former students on our campus and just fell in love. Because we, it's a very small school that's specialized, and and the whole purpose is for for students to help them graduate and earn credits, 
and and work in a smaller environment because that works mm. best for some for some not for everyone it's not no, nothing's ever one size fits all yeah mm -hmm. and um and when the two principals ago when she retired i got hired the the old assistant principal became principal and then i i got to be the assistant principal and and then now here i am and now here you are here yeah. i am principal yeah, that's awesome. I think uh, one of the things, um, it's really interesting hearing a lot of the, uh, one of the recurring themes I've heard in talking to all these teachers and admin is like coming back from, uh, coming back to, to Santa Clarita to teach, um, having like grown up out here. I think that's really interesting. Um, what, what were you involved in as a student at uh, Hart? So at Hart, I was an ASB myself. Okay. I, um, I had Mr. Basie as my teacher. He was the ASB director at Hart at the time. I think Ms. De La Maz is there now, right? Yep. Yep, Miss De La Maza. And um, I was in swim team. You miss Mr. Neal was a history teacher and swim coach at heart. Okay. And he retired, I think, two years ago. So you just missed him as a ninth grader, but he was a rock star and just a phenomenal coach. Um, trying to think what else. No, that's definitely it's definitely fun hearing hearing some of those stories because then they'll come back with, oh yeah, I played I played sports, I I did this, I did band, um, and it's it's hearing like even though like obviously the high school experience keeps um you know progressing and moving forward so that like a lot of times especially from from the the students there's this feeling of oh well the people who are higher up had a different high school experience than us which is which is obviously true you know um you know with internet and everything technology keeps advancing but at least having that going to heart high school going to going to school out here and having being able to have some of the shared things as an admin i've been able to see that um definitely translates to working directly with students yeah so did you want to explain the the alternative so bowman is an alternative high school as opposed to the comprehensive high schools in our district um you just want to explain what that means yeah absolutely so there's a few differences. I mean, we pull from we pull students from all the high schools in in Santa Clarita. Okay. And um, from from anywhere in our district. So we are only eleventh and twelfth grade. Okay. So the primary reason for students to come here is we are on we have a credit recovery model. So if a student was um, very ill and was out for a period of time, but wants to return back to maybe a smaller environment. And, and they're, they're short credits to graduate. We have a, a variable credit model. So kids can earn credits. We, we're, we look primarily at credits and grades. So we don't have an A, B, C, D, F mm -hmm. grading system. It's A, B, C, and then no mark. So you either did work or you didn't do enough and, and, it's not just the grade, it's also credits. It's the credits, so yeah, okay. Every every five-week grading period, so what you're accustomed to is progress report, report card, progress report, report card, semester grades. Yeah. And you get five credits in each class in, the, in those semester grades. So every one of those grading periods is permanent grades for Bowman. Interesting, okay. If a student had not been successful, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grade, right? Because you have to wait a full semester to earn your grade and your credit. Mm -hmm. Smaller intervals of earning yeah, 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 yeah. works better. That's like short, short term rewards. Mm -hmm. That makes right? sense. Yeah. So student can earn 
credit. So they could earn an A and only earn half a credit in that five-week period, or they could earn a B and earn three credits in that five-week period. But typically, students earn about a half credit every week here hmm. per class. And we, our philosophy is that homework should not, you know, usually for most students, homework is what decimates your grade, right? I didn't do my homework. Yeah. And so, of course, I impact the cats. And now I got a D or an F. Mm -hmm. So homework here is seen as a privilege. So hmm. every, all their assignments are done in class. We work with them. So the instruction is the same. Well, content is the same. Standards are the same. Curriculum is the same curriculum as the rest of the district. But our delivery model is different. Our philosophy is different. So here... Um, we have smaller class sizes. How, how many students do you have total in the school? Well, right now versus regular when we're <laughs> yeah. back, like non non COVID, mm -hmm. uh, non COVID is five hundred. Well, okay, yeah. So compared to Hart, which is like twenty five hundred. Mm -hmm. But right now we're at three hundred and fifty. Our system's a little bit different right now because we we have. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of space. We're not doing block schedule. There's no uh, map time for us, like there is for all the comprehensive schools. Um, we actually have two different sessions. We have a morning session. So we're an eight period day. But kids don't come here for eight periods. They come here for four. So we have four periods in the morning and then a break and then four periods in the afternoon. So we have like two different set, almost two different schools. Mm-hmm which is totally different than, yeah. than the comprehensive schools. Like, so instead of a six period day, we have an eight period day. So kids come four periods, those kids leave, new kids come, they come four periods. So as we're, as we're in distance learning, are you guys able to have smaller cohorts on, on campus? We are, we starting on Monday, we'll have small cohorts. So we'll have a morning mm -hmm. group and an afternoon group Yeah. for, for kids who, um, who don't have access to, like we've got a handful that, they live in, in areas that don't get any, any Wi-Fi, even with yeah. a hotspot. So they come to school here and they're able to do it here, which is perfect. Or students who just need, you know, sometimes I know what it's like at my house. I have three kids and it's chaos sometimes in the background. So if you've got a bunch of siblings, it's nice to have a quiet environment. We, we are offering cohorts as well. And there's no blocks. So our students compared to the comprehensives, comprehensive, is a block schedule and it's rotating right now, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So A day, B day. Yep. Our students need consistency. So they they are in their online classes. They have their four periods every day. They come to their all four periods and they're there Monday through Friday. Okay. Yeah. So they don't miss a, a day. They need, they and our classes are not blocked. They're only, they're 47 minutes long. So they have four 47 minute long periods mm -hmm. every day. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That's that's a very interesting. Just overall, it's a very interesting. Didn't I've never had the alternative high school explained to me. So that that is a. Uh, I can see how that would be really beneficial for a lot of for very specific situations and everything. Bowman's different. Not all. Not every. Not every alternative school is like us. Um, we we are. I don't know, like twenty years or something, and we've been a model continuation school. Mm -hmm. 
So we, it's like this special award that we can kind of like WASC where we have to get an accreditation yeah. every so many years. We also have a model school thing that we've a big, it's, it's like a book that we write about what we're doing to support our mm -hmm. students and how it's kind of self-reflective, just like WASC is in the sense that what are we doing to improve? So we're continually looking at how can we make our school even better and meet the needs of our students and, and the, the changing how, I mean, education has changed drastically in the last eight course, months, yeah. let alone and every year something new is happening and how can we be better at serving the needs of our students? So one of the, one of the primary things that Bowman is excellent at, in all honesty, um, is that we put relationship building with the students in the forefront. Mm, that's really good. Yeah. And, and relating back to my own educational experiences as a heart student, as a placerita student back then in like, you know, the dark ages, education wasn't about relationship building it was about teaching and you're there to learn yeah. as a student and so i remember teachers saying never in fact one of my teachers that i had in high school when i came to teach at heart was still there and said you never smile before january or december <laughs> right what what was okay what was the what was the reasoning behind that did you want to be strict uh -huh. and stern and let them know you're that you charge. mean business yeah. and Wow. You're in charge. Wild. <laughs> right? Could you imagine? So teachers now, the philosophy for teaching has changed so drastically that you get, and, and if you think back, I'm sure you've heard this from like a grandparent, you get more, you get more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Mm -hmm. If you make connections with students, if you build relationships with them and they will want to learn from you, if, if you have you know, this contentious relationship where I'm in charge. Yeah. Well, yeah, you can, you can maintain, you know, you're, you're the adult, you're the instructor, but, but still be human. Yes. Those are huge and get to know your students. Yes. What's going on in their lives. Those are massive in, in building, building up a student self-esteem. So it's just, it's a phenomenal experience. And here, every one of our teachers Every single one has that same philosophy. That's really good. If they don't, this is not the place for them if, it, if that's not their philosophy, but they, it truly is. We have, I mean, 20 teachers and all of them believe in our students. That's excellent. Yeah. And, and even the, the relationship building doesn't just apply to, you know, teaching, right? That just, that, that's a, that is a, a, a lifestyle that being able to not just, especially now with, um, social media and everything being so divisive, um, instead of, you know, just getting up on a soapbox and yelling your point of view or whatever, being able to sit down and have a conversation and not, yeah. And, and really, you know, talk face to face. Like, um, even now, like this is one of our, our first, uh, video podcasts. And I think the reason we're kind of switching to that is really the ability to actually connect instead of just like, you know, feel like you're on a phone call, wait for your turn to speak. Um, and I think that's a that's a really that's a really important aspect of of just human connection in general. And I know personally, like the 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 best teachers I've had, the, my favorite teachers are not the ones that obviously I've had some great teachers who like, oh, I really understand that math concept or whatever. But it's not the ones who you know can read off the the Pythagorean theorem in a way that makes sense. It's the ones that I t talk to after class, you know, hearing about their 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 lives and they 
genuinely want to hear from me. That's, that's very important. And yeah, I think that's super critical. As a teacher, that was my philosophy. Like, I mean, I, I was an amazing math teacher and I love my content, but I can, I'm never going to get 36 students to love math as much as I love math. Exactly. But I can get them to listen and learn and make those connections and, and want to be at school. So, you know, making those connections won't, can take a kid from, I didn't want to come to school today, but I wanted to come to your class. Mm, yeah. You know, I wanted to be there for you. Yeah. I, I wanted to see, you know, what, what crazy thing was going to happen today, whatever, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's huge. It is huge. Um, Bowman came up with a motto a few years ago when, when I became assistant principal, we, we wanted to kind of rethink some things and what really is important to us. And I don't know if you can see in the background, but we have stickers and postcards. I mean, so we believe our motto is you matter. And it doesn't go just to students because, but we want them to feel that they matter. They matter to us. Our staff matters to me as a principal. Um, all my staff matters. Our parents matter. Our, our, our families, our Bowman families matter. Mm -hmm. So those are the things like we want people to feel special when they walk onto our campus because it is a special place. Yeah. Yeah. And really the, what, what you said about, you know, I, I don't want to, I didn't want to come to school today, but I wanted to come to your class. I think that's, that touches on a really, you know, the overarching idea of, of having those connection points, um, in with, with students is, as you said, that's, that's huge. Like personally for me, uh, I found that in getting involved with different things, um, through school, uh, you know, video program stuff throughout junior high and everything. Like, I don't want to come to school today, but I will show up for the 30 minutes I get to spend running a camera at the beginning of the day. It's, it's things like that. And that's different for every student, but mm -hmm. having teachers that can seek that out and then, you know, the applying that back to the, the getting involved thing is the teachers that run those programs and things like that. No, it's, it's not something that is explicitly stated um, very often in, in education, obviously, uh, especially with like teachers who have experience behind them. That is what really gets that connection with students. But it's, um, I haven't often heard that, you know, put into words and restated and used as a philosophy for the school. Um, kind of shifting gears a little bit here. So does, does Bowman still have, in, in terms of, of extracurriculars and, and clubs, like I was talking about, um, uh, what, what, what sorts of things do you offer in that realm? So that's something we're, we're working on. I want to, mm -hmm. I have some ideas for down the road, but, and obviously right now, what are we going to do? Right. Exactly. I, no one's on campus to, <laughs> to yeah. participate, but so we have a defiant program. We have an ASB mm -hmm. um, and we actually have a basketball team. So awesome. our basketball team doesn't compete. See, and we're not, Part, we're not sanctioned by CIF, yeah. <laughs> but when the high schools finish bas boys basketball season, then nobody, like if you're really a serious player, you don't just, you're not like, I'm done with the season. We're good. There's always yeah. a club. There's, there's some other thing. Yeah. So boys and girls club has their basketball teams or they practice through the boys and girls club. Um, so there's, the one in New Hall, there's, I know there's the one over, um, by Sierra, at Sierra Vista mm -hmm. so, and there's another one, I think. So anyways, those students who are from, who are coming off of varsity basketball from all the other schools play against us. So Bowman okay. has our team and 
know, our kids came, they were probably basketball players at all the other schools. Yeah. And it's such an amazing connection. And two of our campus supervisors. So when I talk about connections with staff, I no joke mean it, every staff member has connections to students. Our instructional assistants, our campus supervisors, our teachers, our administrative staff, our office staff, every single person on this campus connects with kids and forms That's a remarkable. relationship. So our two of our, our campus supervisors are the coaches. And so it's another level of connection. Hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's super huge. The, not just, not just in the teachers, but with the, the, like you're saying, the administrative staff and like, I don't, I don't know that I've ever had a a real good conversation with like our front office lady. Um, and that's, that's, that's super important. Yeah. I mean, I, I meet with students and, and this is not normal for a principal to be like my assistant principal and I each have like this group of students that we are more aware of does that make mm-hmm. sense like mm-hmm. we want to make sure that those students if they're they are struggling for with attendance issues or if they're struggling with other whatever it is but we pull kids in all the time we meet with them in breakout rooms right now all the time um just to chat so it's the relationship even with between administrator and student is crosses the boundary into counseling and student. Yeah. It, it's going, it's going above, you know, your, your role as an administrator at, and really just having those relationships with people on a personal level, not out of um, obligation, but um, because you're focusing on those students, that that's amazing. Yeah. Those frequent conversations and guiding them and giving them, you know, just going outside of administrator equals discipline. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. At least it doesn't have to here. And I know that it's when, when you're at a big school and there's four APs. And of course, if there were, if there were an, an additional 2000 kids at Bowman, that would be, um, it would be much impossible. more difficult. Of course. Yeah. We, we're so fortunate to have such a small campus and to be able to focus on those special, the, the special needs of each student, because every mm-hmm. kid has a need at some point. Yeah. And it, it is, it is really something that is unique to Bellman because like you were saying, like, um, I know I, at, at least, um, the, the principals I've, I've had in the last few years have all made, made the, made the effort to, you know, have those personal connections with people, but there's, it's, it's different when you have to, you know, administer this, this, this massive school and also being able to find time to, you know, walk around at brunch and say hi to, you know, a you know, hundreds of kids every day. Yeah. So that, that's really, that's really interesting. And, and like I said at the beginning, it is, it's very interesting to hear the, all the different ways, um, education and even with, uh, Castaic was actually one of our first episodes and hearing, um, you know, the different focuses on, on CTE and these incredible opportunities and these personal connections that are being made. Um, and, you know, kind of breaking out of the box, the thinking out of the box of traditional education, um, yeah. Castake is doing a great job with that. Miss Hagman is doing a phenomenal yeah. job. Um, but we, each of us, you know, the, the, these kind of alternatives, you talked about Dr. Fine. Dr. Fine and I've worked together for years, and AOC and Learning Post Academy, those schools meet other needs that not even Bowman could meet. So every kid has something that, that fits them. And if it doesn't, if the comprehensive school is not a fit, and they have alternatives and what, what better way to, what a bonus that our district provides 
these alternatives is mm-hmm. they there are a lot of districts that are very small while we're not huge we're just right <laughs> yeah um, that we still provide those special you know those special opportunities for students like AOC is perfect if you're not interested in being in you know whatever you know these athletics outside of your club team or whatever it is like that that has a focus and mm-hmm. then the number of kids that come out of AOC with um with an AA and their high school diploma at the yeah. same time is amazing. Yeah. I'm not sure that would have been a good fit for me as a student. I don't know that I would have been motivated enough. Exactly. And, and, but, but just the ability that, you know, coming out of, um, of eighth grade going into high school at uh, me and myself and many of my friends really had to ha- have, have that, like go through that. Like, would this be a good fit? Should I apply for this? What does this look like? Just, just being able to have that conversation, um, is definitely like, there's, there's definitely districts where that's, uh, that's, that's not possible. Um, and you know, you are really stuck with, you know, this is the next one out in your, in your area code. Yeah. And, uh, it's definitely been very encouraging and, and opening to see some of these, these schools that really, I, again, as I said before, um, a lot of students don't know about these opportunities and a lot of students don't know, you know, what Bowman um, is intended for. And yeah. One of the things that I'm working on, Bowman's been around for 54 years, I think this year. Wow. Okay. Um, 53. Somewhere. So we had our 50th anniversary 2018. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and what Bowman was and how, what it looked like was very different than it is today. So the perception of Bowman, especially for people who grew up in Santa Clarita, you know, what was Bowman then versus what is Bowman now? Bowman mm-hmm. then was very, very different and packet based. And that's where the bad kids went, but that is not what Bowman is. Bowman is just an alternative for kids who need smaller structure or need to recover credits for a variety of reasons. Yeah, This is like, we don't have, we don't have issues on our campus. There has not been a single fight. There's not been any, like we don't have major issues that mm-hmm. I think sometimes the perception of what we, what we are people envision. And that's not what happens. We we're just, there's no place to hide here. Like if you think about Placerita's campus, which was the last campus you were on, yeah. you know, there's hiding spots. That's oh, a totally. big enough campus that yeah. a kid wanted to do something that they weren't supposed to do. Or not even just the hallways are big enough that like you can get away. Yeah. Yep. And back in my day, we had lockers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've heard about this. Yep. But at heart, at any of the comprehensive schools, there are niches for kids to just get lost in. And there's a lot of kids and sometimes kids fall through the cracks and they're not people don't see what they really need mm, yeah. or they can get into trouble doing things they're not supposed to be doing, but we don't have that. Our entire campus is the smaller than heart highs parking lot in the back. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> tiny campus. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And we have a field, so that's yeah. not including, but we have a quad. That's still very small. Yeah. We have a quad. We have a single set of student bathrooms. There's not a ton of bathrooms. There's a single set. And, wow. um, I believe so hard, wholeheartedly in student safety. And my job is to make sure that everyone on our campus is safe. Mm-hmm. We're the only school in the district that has vape detectors in our bathrooms. So <laughs> they, detect, they detect change in air quality. They also That's alert great. when there's a loud sound. So if there was a bullying incident, 
that goes to my, it goes to all the campus supervisors, our counselors, assistant principal. We get alerted on our phone, on our, my watch, my, that through email. So everyone's goes off when there's a, and then, so our job is to keep students safe. So if a kid's Mm -hmm. vaping in the bathroom, that's not something that that's allowed on the campus for kids to have. Yep. And we're going to, we're going to put a stop to it here. Yeah. I can wow. do only what I can do here, but to make sure that those things aren't happening on our campus. And we've done a really good job at that. That's um, fascinating. And now I'm a little scared when we come back, to be honest with you, because everyone's had this like eight month break. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, f- I feel like we're all going to be adjusting. We, we talk about how are you adjusting to distance learning, but adjust- readjusting to going back is going to be uh, yeah. an adventure in and of itself. Yeah. Dress code. <laughs> Dress oh, code. Yeah. Sorry, that's not school appropriate. You can wear that at home, but you can't wear that at school. We're back Lots in. Lots of sweatpants and yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't even know vape detectors were a thing. That's actually They're that's real a thing. great idea. Yeah. Yeah, we've had them for three years and they are fantastic. So what's funny is like during summer, if my custodian is cleaning in the restroom and sprays something. So if you spray an Axe body spray or yep. perfume, um, it alerts. And so I know it's a custodian because it's a you know, 2 p.m. on a Tuesday during summer, no one's at school vaping yeah. in the bathroom, but he's cleaning. <laughs> mm-hmm. Has that led to a decrease in, in, in vaping in general at Bowman? Yes, significant. Like, yeah. really significant. But you can't catch it. But the the thing is, is that let's, like if a student is on campus and they vape in the bathroom and you don't have a vape detector, you can maybe see it or smell it. Yeah, but you, you, you can't, you can't catch that. You don't, there's no hard evidence or whatever. Yeah. So if a student vapes in the bathroom with us, with the vape detector, um, that alerts. And let's say there's four kids in that restroom, four mm-hmm. kids in, their, in the bathroom at a time. All four students are brought up to the office, but with campus supervisors, the assistant principal and I then have to search everyone there Yep. and notify parents. So if, if, if I search anyone, I then notify a parent and say, this is, this is what was found. This is not what was found. You know, like mm-hmm. your student was fine, but this is why the search had to happen. Cause our jobs is like as kind of a pseudo parent. So when you're at school, we have the ability to, to our job is to protect you and make sure that you're safe. Yeah. Like a parent would. Yeah. And, and that, that communication is important, is super important too, because, um, yeah, because obviously, you know, the, when we're at school, the, our, our administrators and our teachers are that authority figure that a, a parent would be, but ultimately, you know, you said pseudo parent, like you, the, the school is not our parents and having that communication and that trust is also big in building relationships again, like we were talking about. Um, that honesty yeah. is key. So mm-hmm. this is yeah. why I have to search because and the, the conversation happens and in schools, if they suspect something, have the right to search students. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's only if it's suspected, like if the vape detector doesn't go off, I'm not looking to search. Anybody yeah. So I think this is actually, this has been a very interesting episode. Um, I'm definitely super, super happy to have you on. Uh, we like to end on a positive note just in general, oh, nice. especially with all the COVID and everything. So um yeah, do you just want to offer a word of encouragement for our Heart District students, Bowman students, everyone? A word of encouragement, absolutely. Students, you have done so much with what we were, what we've been given. We were initially supposed to be only uh, gone for you know two weeks, and here yeah. we are. 
so much later, but you have worked hard. Keep up the good work. You're doing a fantastic job. And if you ever need anything, if you ever have any questions, anything at all, you can always reach us, reach out to us here at Bowman. We're here to support our entire district and we're happy to do so. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, Mrs. Amara, Mrs. Amara, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was uh, really fun to record. Aaron, it was a lot of fun for me too. And if you ever need me back, I'm happy to, of course. Happy to help. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and thank you for listening to this episode of Heartbeat of the District, uh, which has been produced entirely by Heart District students such as myself. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Heartbeat of the District. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast and stay tuned every Friday for more content focused on the students, staff, and stories that make up the heartbeat of our school district. Mm-hmm.